This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you can learn to work and play, and get along with each other. We're going to have a fight it out. What the hell? Wow! August 1 warning! Identity revealed as the MMA legend Tito Ortiz? And that's how we'll start the show. In order to be true to the moment, we have to leave a roughly 40 to 50 second pause of shocked silence. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I've got my arms folded over my chest. Are you making a mean face? you making a mean face? Let's, let me tell you right now, 2020 Liam would be so into Tito Ortiz as August 1 warning. Typical. You are, you, you are routinely into bad things, so it kind of makes sense. It mm. kind of adds up. But um, at the, I, I remember being so confused by it. I had no clue who this fucking bold bitch was. Oh, you did, You weren't even an MMA fan back then? Your MMA fan is more, fandom is more recent? Yeah. I mean, I back then I probably knew BJ Penn and... Like and George St. Pierre, that's probably about it. MMA is so bad, though. But that back then it was cool, man. They could wear colors and they had flames on their shorts. And they were actually relevant in the mainstream. I don't know if that was not necessarily. Is T- TNA the mainstream? Yeah. <laughs> is that what you're insinuating there? Listen, that episode of TNA Impact. I'm actually gonna pull up the ratings for that episode of TNA Impact right now. So I can expose you. August 1 warning had people hyped. Because that episode of Impact was nearly certainly watched by at least twice the number of people that these episodes of television were about to watch were. So, you know. Uh, why are you yelling at me? You're you're a TNA hater, that's why. I'm, I, I'd have you know, <laughs> if you go to my Twitter, which most of you can't, I am a TNA guy. I'm always talking about the TNA. You do. You did start a TNA 2011 rewatch, which I assume you have since abandoned. I'm like four. No, I did. The, the problem there was it was not just TNA. It's TNA, WWE, and New Japan. So I'm currently on like my second New Japan show, which is the sixth or seventh show total. Mm. So yeah. When did you start that? Um, probably the start of the year. Uh, we're going to 2014. We're going to August 1st. That episode of Impact, no, we're 2013, not 2014. Uh, 1.25 million people watched that episode of Impact, so a good In- half a million people more than watched AEW Dynamite. So, August of first In the warning. US of A? Yeah, in the US of A on Spike compared to TNT. So, August 1 warning was um, objectively more successful than nearly anything AEW has ever done. I guess you, you sound like you're... In August one morning. Oh, very good, Liam. Thank you. Um, that's not true. I'm pretty sure hasn't AEW done like 1.4? Yeah. So I said nearly everything AEW has ever done. Ah, <laughs> oh. uh, damn, they did better than the Bucks in that one million last week. Yeah. Uh, the, the the August first warning was watched by more people than any episode of WWE NXT on USA. Well, yeah, because. Ooh, one has Tito Ortiz and one has Adam Cole. Baby. Have we gone straight into wrestling talk? <laughs> Welcome everybody to Wednesday War Games episode number 40. Joining me as always is my wonderful co-host Liam. There we go. Got the... Oh, no, we're at 41. Damn it, I bottled it. You son of a... 
Bit. You would swear I'm not looking straight at last week's episode number so that I don't get it wrong, and then I immediately get it wrong. When it comes down to brass tacks. Abyss? I don't think anyone oh, I don't think anyone cares what number it is. It's all about the passion that we're bringing to the show, baby. And we're here to talk about WWE 205. That's the wrong results page that I have open. <laughs> 205 Live had a Raul Mendoza match and a DJZ match. It was probably pretty good. We should probably watch the. Do you want to watch that instead? No. <laughs> should to retroactively go back and not watch NXT. It's not a real show though, so that's the problem. Yeah, but is NXT a real show? None of these are real shows. They're all bad. Uh, um, Garrett has turned into a notorious AEW hater now. He wants to get in with the cool WWE crowd. So he's going to start saying that everything AEW does is bad. He's going to start getting on this new take that I'm seeing where John Moxley is actually an awful wrestler and can't do anything unless it's no DQ. So you get you got to get that one going now, Garrett. Uh, okay, sorry. Um, John Moxley. I'm writing this down. John Moxley, yeah, John no Moxley bad. bad wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to start uh, blood and guts. They're still harping on about the blood and guts stuff. Even though a man had his eye removed on WWE television <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. MJF is the only good thing about the show. That's no, what no, no, never. That will never be something I will ever get behind. And um, they they're focusing too much on uh, nobodies like Eddie Kingston and Warhorse and Ricky Stark. So that's true. Yeah. Cool. Just so you've got your game plan out for like the next month or so until they do something that you like and then you're back on their good books. No, it's, it's a bad company, but we'll talk about that. Every week we review AEW Dynamite and WWE NXT. Last week AEW won, so we shall talk about w- or did, uh, we'll talk about AEW. God, it's too early in the morning. It's only it's only one in the afternoon and I, it's just because I just got out of bed. I'm tired and I'm cranky and we were meant to do this yesterday, but Liam's like, I feel sick again. Oh, NXT makes me feel ill. And <laughs> well, to be fair, you put those words into my mouth. Don't worry about it. And, uh, Inner Circle versus a group of doofs. Wait, did AEW win last week? I think it did, didn't it? I thought NXT won last week. No, AEW won last week. It was NXT won the week before. I thought NXT got two in a row. No. All right. Cool. Let's go to AEW there. Inner Circle versus Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Orange Cassidy, Trent, and Chuck Taylor. How did you feel about this wrestling contest? It was all right. Jericho needs to go away. Why? That's still my take. I'm bored of Chris Jericho. He's just... Is it too much Chris Jericho? He should disappear for two months. What do you mean? You're sick of Chris Jericho in that, like, an in-ring thing or a character thing or... I think it's both. Like, anytime he wrestles, it doesn't feel special anymore. And he's, he, it's too much, like, shtick Chris Jericho because he's wrestling Orange Cassidy's. Yeah, well, he's doing, like, WWE friendship stuff, like the Kevin Steen shit, which is, I don't know, he's, he's in a mid-card view with Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I don't want it. I don't know, man. He's the demo god. you got to have him on there for the demos. He's not the only person who talks about ratings on this show. We'll get into that later. Don't you like Don't you like all the ratings talk? Luchasaurus pin Sammy. It was a perfectly fine 10-man tag, but who really cares? Matt Hardy came out. Oh, yeah, Matt Hardy's like, I hate you again, Sammy. You've disappeared. I still like it. It's like, oh, Sammy's back. And they, they're just like, back from what? <laughs> but still. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, so they're setting up probably Matt Hardy against Sammy Guevara for All Out. Sure, that's a match. But which Matt Hardy will it be? Well, Matt Hardy has said it will be Matt Hardy from now on and not other Matt Hardys. Wasn't that the whole reason you were mad about being in WWE? (laughs) 
Because you couldn't get didn't get to do all your wacky character stuff. No, he did, he didn't have the control to do the kind of character he wanted to do. So whether he just wants to be Matt Hardy, well, he can be Matt Hardy, and he'll change his mind. Um. So as I had discussed on the podcast pre-show, uh-huh. um, I did write notes, extensive notes. This is rare for you. Yes. Well, not since the days of when we started, and I cared. Oh. Did I used have I written notes? Now I come in here, I'm a maverick. I'm a rogue. Oh, you you get the podcast ad read payout, and then suddenly it's just like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be professional again. Big money, and I'm back. I'm writing notes. I'm watching the shows on time. <laughs> I'm here, baby. First note of the night: Jim Ross adds nothing. <laughs> yeah, Jim. Jim. In this match, he was just constantly talking about the rules, and I'm like, what are you trying to add by constantly complaining about the rules? What does that actually amplify? How does that get these people over? Other than it, it doesn't. That's the answer. It's it's just him being an annoying crank. Well, like, the problem is right. At least, because Excalibur wasn't there. At least when Excalibur's there, you can still at least get, like, five out of every ten seconds talking about the match instead of Jim just going on a tangent or throwing to Tony about what shirt he's wearing this week or what colour is the sky because he likes to talk about everything other than wrestling in the fucking ring. Sky's blue. Yeah, well, we'll find out next week on Dynamite when I'm sure he'll ask Taz about it. And apparently the rumblings that Excalibur has been suspended for a month. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna get full and like Taz is fine. I I think people rave about Taz yeah, as a commentator. There's no, there's not a single person on that booth who's now doing play by play. Even though two of them are play by play announcers, at least by they're trade. They're all just doing color commentary. Let's talk about the broader spectrum of life instead of talking about the headlock takeover that's happening. And sometimes I want someone to just talk about the headlock takeover. You want Taz to explain the grip and, and how he's, no. he's holding Or just say, place. oh, good takeover. <laughs> that's all they want. No, that's NXT. Some acknowledgement. Some good fighter fest. There you go. To keep on brand. I don't know, the commentary in the show, the show is always bad. This is so... Yeah, but this is... This was mind-numbing. I, I couldn't handle it this week. Because, <laughs> like, there's not a single person talking about the wrestling happening. They're all like, oh, this this guy's impressive. Oh, he's a lizard. <laughs> oh, he did a suplex. You look at Taz. <laughs> That's all. I'm sick of it. Uh, sick of it, I say. Mark did an interview. Do the impression. No, it's not ready yet. Ah, one day. One day. I have been workshopping it, though. I know what my problem is. What is your problem? I can't get the graveliness that modern day Mox has. I can kind of do like whiny CCW champ Mox a little bit. Or like weird Joker voice that he put on in like early WWE. <laughs> but not so much n- current day. So I'll once I'm confident with my current day, I'll debut it on the pod. Your, your voice is too smooth and... And sultry for you to do the grrr Moxley voice. Also, just a little baby voice. You you don't have the depth, the depth in no. your your lungs. I'll just I'll start smoking cigarettes. <laughs> don't do that for this bit. <laughs> just for this bit. <laughs> and that's uh, we're open to any and all sponsorship by any cigarette or <laughs> yeah. tobacco companies. Please contact us directly. I will smoke your product to get that Moxley voice. Uh, in 40 years you love lung cancer it's like daddy why do you have lung cancer well kid I had to do a John Moxley impression on a podcast but then like he asked me that and I just start doing like Moxley's like shoulder movements <laughs> and I'm just like <laughs> put the accent on like that's why 
and it was worth it. Cody defeated Warhorse to, to retain the TNT Championship. <gasps> okay, I watched this match three times. Why did you watch it three times? Because the first time I hated it. Yeah. And the second time it was boring. Uh huh. But then the third time was it was okay. <laughs> I would I I started on it was okay. Warhorse is one of those guys. Everything he does is something you've seen someone else do better. But this is a fine match. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It was... He looks very indie. He looks as indie as indie can be. And he's not exactly my thing, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it got a couple people who were like, oh, well, that's different to watch. So not a thing like, you know, by any metric that will make an impact, but I don't know. It's something different. Like, at least with these open challenges, you're like, oh, someone I haven't seen on this show 50 times. You get the IWTV audience watching. You get a... Hell Warhorse's yeah. immediate family, I guess. He'll, they'll watch. Yep. Um, Warhorse has a great entrance. Mm-hmm. And I'm just... Who do we give the Warhorse theme to? Because I don't want that theme to get lost forever. Well, what if they bring back Warhorse? Nah. What age is Warhorse? 87. Well, we had a good run. <laughs> this is his retirement. Yeah. Um, yeah. And give, give his theme to someone. <laughs> Don't let the theme be lost. I don't know. Watching this, he's like, he's a guy who probably could be like pretty good someday. But unless he's like Maybe. 32 and he's already, this is it. Yeah. If he's young, sure. But um, also, you know, he needs to invest in the look a little more if he's going to be on Dynamite. I don't know. He, he kind of has an inherently indie look to him as well. It's just like him looks very indie. Even like yeah. when you look through the gear and the face paint, it's just like, oh yeah, that's an indie wrestler, which is fine. It kind of it kind of made wrestler. Cody look like shit. <laughs> that he went so competitive with Warhorse. Yeah, like he really should have put him down quicker. Like with Eddie, you gave him a reason to. Like Eddie, like had he was in his element, he was being gritty, he was cheating. Like that's the reason he could keep up with the second biggest guy in the company. Warhorse was just going fifty fifty. Yeah. Why is Cody so mad? Was he, was, was he, I don't know. Was he mad in this match? Jim Ross on commentary really put over, he's like, oh, Cody is so angry. Was he? <laughs> I'm like, was he that mad? He was mad in the Sunny Kiss match. That's a story that makes sense to tell there. Why is he mad? He was pretty calm here. He won pretty easily. And um, what do you think? Okay, so I think it's pretty clear that we're coming up on the stage where Arn is going to turn on Cody. Okay. I think we're setting it up now, and there's a good, like, you know, the stuff with the FTR stuff later on in the show. Are they going to have Hangman turn heel and go against Cody? Uh, I, I, I do not want a Hangman page heel turn under any circumstances. So even mm-hmm. turning on Cody, turning on Kenny, but they're teasing a Cody heel turn, and they're teasing a Kenny heel turn. So what are we doing? Is everybody turning heel? Unless Cody is so, like, narcissistic <laughs> that he's like, if we're doing a four horsemen, I'm doing the four horsemen. <laughs> I am Ric Flair. Like, because <laughs> that might just be it. He might just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we will do this four horsemen gimmick, but I'm going to be real. Because, <laughs> like, they're teasing a lot of heel turns at them. And the Kenny one has disappeared for now. That was just a one-week thing for now. The Cody one also disappeared. He he cheated against Sunny Kiss, and now he's back to normal. But he was mean in this match. No, he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> and like the person, they've actually least probably teased a, a heel turn for Hangman Page because FTO aren't really heels. They've been presented predominantly as they're just dicks, kind of dickish baby faces. 
Well, no, they're heels if you're a Kenny fan because they're being mean to Kenny. <laughs> that was just upsetting. Kenny is a wholesome boy. He just wants to play his yeah. video games. Leave him alone. Yeah, he just wants to be a gamer. Doesn't want to go drinking with you, old man, and pretend to be eighties no, uh, eighties wrestlers. He's pretty sure he's older than them. Yeah, but they pretend to be old men from the eighties. Ah, uh, fake old men. They are fake old men. Um, and then of course, you know, big angle after the match where for some reason the dork order came out. I, I I've now coined it. It's Deus Ex Dork Order. <laughs> We're just like if That's we good. need anything on this show, we need to set off an angle under any circumstances. Like just send out the Dark Order. It'll we'll we'll make it make sense later. I was like, okay, so like they're gonna do a like Brody Lee Cody thing, and then I was like, oh no, this was just a setup. They are just a means to an end for Matt Cardona, the former Zack Ryder, to make his AEW debut. I gotta say, I'm kind of into it. I like Zack Ryder. Into to giving Matt Cardona a chance. I think I'm more into like looks Matt great. Cardona than Matt Hardy or Brody yeah. Lee. <laughs> I'm not Brody. I, I, I'm more into Brody Lee on paper. I'm more into Matt Cardona than AEW Brody Lee, which has been bad and like he's a lower card. He's worse than Luke Harper. But that's a, di- that's a different take for a different day. Yeah, he looked, mm. he's very jacked. He is in very good shape. I didn't, I didn't. I'm completely into giving him a chance to see what he can do in AEW. I think people who there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of people that are just gonna like, oh well, he's just gonna be a mid carder. I think you might be kidding yourself a little bit if you think he's just gonna be a mid carder. I don't know. I also don't think he's just gonna be Cody's mate in this. I think this is gonna be a vehicle to try and give him something. It may not be like an immediate push to the top area. But I think that it's a long-term plan, if there is a long-term plan. Well, by all accounts, there isn't. Apparently, this is a a five-show deal for now. It's a five-show deal until they go, well, okay, we want to sign. (laughs) The same thing with FTR. Yeah, FTR. Well, there's free agents. We're gonna oh, we sign them to a three-year deal. So yeah, one would assume the short term, at least, is a Cody program at all out. Yeah, and then I think from there he'll be sticking around. Woo woo woo. My favorite moment of this was Matt Cardona chucking up the LI for Long Island and <laughs> Tony immediately going, That's Matt Cardona from Strong Island. <laughs> That's his t shirt. You gotta start plugging the t shirt. <laughs> but he chucked, he didn't change his hand signal. You can't do an S with one hand. It's quite difficult. I'm now trying to work out how to do an S with one hand. <laughs> well, he could have put the, could have put the effort in. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I'm fine with Zack Ryder. I think he's a like uh, I don't. He shouldn't be a main eventer. He's not. He's not a good enough work to be a main. But as an upper mid card guy who occasionally has title matches, that's his level. I would like to see him in that position. I hope he gets a shot. Chris Jericho promo. He'll face Orange Cassidy in two weeks. They have a debate moderated by a mystery opponent or a mystery. Uh, moderator who's rumored to be Eric Bischoff. Come back. Uh, This company sucks. I got the knack. Eric Bischoff is legitimately my breaking point for this company. Just like, oh, we're going to hot shot in Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff isn't even relevant in 2020. Do you think the average wrestling fan even knows who Eric Bischoff is? Yeah, Isn't that guy with the podcast? La, uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, people still know who Eric Bischoff is. Uh, I'll, I'll give it about this more next week, assuming it is actually Eric Bischoff. But that's I'm so stupid. I'm 100% pissed off that Chris Jericho didn't get a single master debater joke in. That'll be next week. It better be 20 minutes of him saying he's a master debater. There's a whole debate next week. There's plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my signal to that. It's okay to move on to the next segment. Signal. Cool. <laughs> Signal. 
Seg, seg, that's a combination between Segway and Signal. It's your, it's your Segway Signal. What could it mean? No one steal my new app idea. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page defeated the Dark Order, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, to retain the AW World Tag Team Championships in a pretty good match. Not a great match. Yeah, it was a good, good little match. I'm, I'm actually kind of disappointed. I know they weren't around for the first few uh, few months of, uh, of Empty Arena shows, but I'd actually prefer Evil Uno and Stu Grayson to be having more good matches on the Empty Arena shows while there's no crowd to hate them. So, like, mm. by the time they come Give back, them, they might they, be redeemed. They should be doing more. It's like you, you're doing like these big multi-mans every week. You can't get like a random, like, I don't know, them and angels, six-man, where they do flips and win. You can't book a Stu Grayson against Nick Jackson match to actually show uh, that... Stu, don't call me Dick Grayson. So that, uh, yeah, you're a big fan of J.R.'s commentary. We've already established this. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I wrote another note. Uh, J.R. adds nothing. Continue. Uh, yeah, but the, the, these two have struggled, probably through no fault of their own, and this is like the perfect environment to just be like, go out there and have good wrestling matches, so when eventually people come back in this building in the year 2023 or whatever, <laughs> they'll react to you, but they've just kind of been doing nothing. They've been on dark or just standing behind Brody Lee. Well, yeah, and to, but to be fair, they... They were part of that crew that weren't even involved in the initial run of yeah. empty arena stuff. But they've been around for another like two months at this stage. They've been back for a while. So, as we've discussed in the past, a big part of Kenny Omega lore is his hair. Alright. Alright? And today I noticed, well, two days ago when I watched the show, yeah. that Kenny's hair is now mostly brown. What does this mean for his character? Uh, well, that's the colour of FTR's hair. So he's mm. going to turn on Paige and join Damn. the Four Horsemen. Wow. Realistically, if if, if you ha- if you have to have any like modern parallel to Ric Flair and AEW, it probably is Kenny Omega. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Big Kenneth. <laughs> Kenny Omega, FTR, and Hangman Page. No, Hangman's booted. It would be the- oh, Cody. Cody turns. Sure. Cody, Cody, Kenny, and FTR with Iron are the new Four Horsemen. That would make a lot of people so mad. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm into it. The, like, how mad would Jim Cornette get at the idea of Kenny Omega leading the Four Horsemen? I need this to happen now. I don't even like the Four Horsemen that much, but I need this to happen now. Uh, how do you feel about Anna Jay being officially in the Dark Order? Mm. She she stands there next to Brody Lee. Cool. Very elaborate role. Okay, in the like show. for the Dark Order guys, can we spend more than like four hundred dollars on their stuff? It looks very. It still looks cheap and bad as hell. <laughs> like, like, come on, guys. <laughs> We've been doing this Dark Order thing since since whatever October last year, and it still <laughs> sucks. It's still really it's like, bad. You have people on the show like Cody who look like the most professional as professional wrestlers ever. Like his gear is amazing. It's detailed. Has all these textures, colors rhinestones and then you just have like Anna Jay wearing a Halloween like fake the bunny mask <laughs> legitimately it's like oh, Ali's not using the bunny mask anymore can we just give it to her it's uh, it looks so cheap it's it's as I said we're, we're 10 months into this dark order angle give or take and it's still absolutely awful. It's worse, even. I'm s- Damn you, Marty. The cult stuff is stupid as well. The cult, like... I like the cult stuff, because he's a, an oblivious idiot. But, uh, no, that's one... It's just one of those... You can't do wrestling shows like that. Wrestling shows don't operate like that. Yeah, cult doesn't go... He's notoriously not online. This isn't like like this isn't a, an actual fictional show where the like the the show doesn't move forward when the show's not on the air. 
That's not how wrestling works. There's such an easy way around it too. Just have Colt blow it off. Just yeah. have him be like, I oh, I know they do bad things, but they've been really nice to me. But that's all. Like that one line, completely like it's that's the character. He's slowly getting brainwashed. Yeah, the idea that oh, go away, Colt. We need to beat these people, which they did again. This but it's week. like you can do that, but you need to have him acknowledge later on that like oh, he knows what went down anyway. Like there's there is a there is a level of nuance you can have to that like element you but you just can't go all the way one way with it because then it doesn't make any sense yeah and this this is a thing that wrestling companies do like with far too much frequency the angle where like it would be completely undone if the person involved just watched the wrestling show <laughs> which is mm. it's just like you can't do that it's stupid that being said i i did really like the the post-match angle with brody Stu, and uno mm. where like i thought brody did a really good job of like uh, showing how frustrated he was, like, just with his face while he was pacing around. And they even had a good, like, spot where um, Stu kicked out, like, real late on a on a two. And Brody, like, was already walking to the ring. Like, he already thought his boys lost. And they, like, instantly showed relief when he kicked out. And I thought Brody was really good in those little glimpses we got of him. And especially towards the end angle where he was, like, slapping around Uno and Stu was, like, arcing up to him and Uno was kind of, like, holding him back. There was a cool little, like... Those three characters had a cool moment after the, the match that I thought was notable. I just wish we could kill the Dark Order. I don't know. It's holding I'm all open. of these people back. I, I don't know. It doesn't one way or the other for me at the moment. Shida defeated uh, Diamante to not, to, to, in a non-title match, so Diamante is not getting a title match. How do you think Diamante looked? Not well. Uh, this wasn't good, was it? Nah, um, I really liked how Shida was really aggressive in this match. She looked like she came across as an actual... like In her other matches, she kind of felt like a contender, but here she actually felt like a champion being a champion. Hitting people with knees and dominating them and nailing them yeah. with falcon arrows. It made her feel like a big deal, at least. She and is the... like it's, it's Her and uh, Rio before her are like the perfect people to carry this division, who's like which is filled with inexperienced people who need to get better. We've made this point before. But mm. she did a good... Everyone around her? Maybe she, not. But she does real good. She can hold a match together really well. Yes, that's proof with the Penelope Ford match recently. Hmm. But yeah, so I like I liked Sheeta's role in this. Diamante, uh, we learnt, isn't signed. Mm. <laughs> like we may have like we thought she may have been. I think we're gonna get an influx of unsigned female talent. Well, they have to fill up a sixteen person tournament and they only have like seven people. Yeah, so Girl High will be saying to some women on the show. Like Ariane, the former Cameron? Girl, girl high. Because Cameron's thing was girl by. Oh, okay. Right? So Ariane's thing is girl high. It's a fun play on her old catchphrase from when she was in the WWF. <laughs> that everybody knows. Everybody's like, yes. oh yeah, Cameron's favorite famous catchphrase. Listen, I am willing to give Ariane a chance. Sure. All right. I'm not going to be here... Just writing her off. She hasn't wrestled Just since right you left on her but sure. Yeah. yeah, who knows? She could have been in there training. She could have been in there getting better. You only get better by wrestling. And when Ariane comes out, delivers a five-star performance, mm-hmm. I'm going to expect all of you Ariane haters to renounce it Funk and to accept roll. Yeah, Funk girl, hi. Yeah, someone's going to call your mama because Liam's going to beat the shit out of you for hating Cameron. Hell yeah. Give her a shot. <laughs> and if she sucks, she sucks. <laughs> Whatever. 
uh, EC3 came to the ring and cut a promo about uh, the, the, how he's going to run for candidacy for number one contender. Tyrus is standing in the background with a sign being like EC3 for champ. It was a good promo. It's rude. It was good. From our year and lord. 2015. Jake the Snake was really mad at MJF for kissing the fake baby. Oh, Did you see that? No, I didn't. <laughs> there was a woman in the crowd with a plastic baby doll and MJF went up and kissed it on the forehead. And then you can hear Jake in the background go, ah, during COVID-19. And then MJF harassed a woman because uh-huh. he's a young Republican guy. Of course. Well, that's his gimmick. He's like the young, wealthy Republican dude. And then he took a shot at all the snakes at Titan. Promo sucked. This is a pretty good promo. It was, it was like the most interesting thing on this fucking show. I, like, MJF does nothing for uh, talking about his freaking ratings. And it's obviously the, the promo was lifted from EC3 five years ago, but that's neither here nor there. Like, literally uh, lifted the entire premise. When did EC3 ever have the opportunity to talk about ratings? Uh, impact on pop ratings aren't that far behind AEW ratings. Let's not pretend. <laughs> It's like 300,000. Also, EC3 on Spike was watched by more people than MJF ever has been. So let's not pretend that more people have watched MJF on television than EC3. <sighs> there's, I have, like, it's just, there's not, there's nothing there. It's well delivered. People always mistake stuff that's well delivered for good promos. And he can speak with confidence, but he can never speak with substance. He's just doing impressions See, I of thought, the Miz. I, I agree with that on the most part, right? He's just... But I thought this week he actually had a thing to go with, so well, it came across well. Well, even a thing well. to go with makes no sense. John Moxley thing- is holding him down. Yeah, it doesn't need to make sense. He's a but heel. It's, it's not even like there's not even. He's a, a delusional guy who is who is blaming his own reason, like things that are happening for him on other people. This is the thing NXT does though, where it's just like the story just manufactures out of nothing. At, le- at least build up to the point. Out of nothing, because he's been challenging. He's the, he's had all these other promos, whether it be on Twitch or on Dynamite or in the you know in the little crowd section when they cut to him, where he's talking about wanting a title shot and then never getting it. They just don't just pretend that this is the thing that just came out. It is. <laughs> it's not. Also, I don't think they've done a good job of building MJF up to a title match. He freaking had a Jungle Boy feud. What are we doing here? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't care about the actual any of that stuff. I either. don't care about the actual story they're telling. I'm just going to praise MJF. I'm, I'm giving them the, the, the new. <laughs> you and your AEW fanboy. You're going full oh, AEW fanboy. You fucking snake. <laughs> Got nothing on Finn Balor's snake in the back promos. I'm, I just, I don't care about this man. I really don't on literally any fundamental level. Okay. <laughs> bad. What do you want from me? Bad wrestler want? who got bad promos, who's cosplaying as other people, promo. who hasn't it worked out who he is as a wrestler. That was like the most promo. interesting thing on this dull show. Typical AEW fanboy who's like, oh, the Miz. Typical Vincel. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> you got you got a derogatory term for what you are. That's our. We're just AEW fanboys. <laughs> we got you got a whole thing. That's our all-out main event. John Moxley versus MJF. Well, I guess Kenny and Hangman better have an unsanctioned match so you can have a real main event. Ricky Starks was cutting a promo, and I, I realized he got scared. I only realized this because like later, because like the main event just rushed into the ring and they went to break with like ten minutes left in the show. They were obviously running long, and like there was a moment toward the end of the promo where they started playing Brian Cage's music, like the Oscars playing Ricky Starks off. And Ricky Starks and Brian Cage got very confused for a split second. It was very funny. Uh, Starks has really good wrestler faces. <laughs> ah yes, who doesn't love? He's the, like one the wrestler. Faces. He's like one step of. He's like one step of being like. 
like really coked up Hogan in the back of a Survivor Series promo, mm-hmm. <laughs> just going like, <laughs> he just does it to the camera deadpan. And like you do the little like, um, grab the wrist and shake the head a little bit. <laughs> oh, the Doug Williams. <laughs> yeah. It's all like, it's all very classic pro wrestling <laughs> standing around while someone else, someone else says something, but it was good. It led us to our main event tornado tag match in which Darby Allen and John Moxley defeated Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. I have a problem with the finish. Okay. What is your problem with the finish? AEW did it? Uh, well, you see, it, it looked very gnarly. Tom in his back. He was rolling on the floor, but he should have hit the coffin drop. Because, like, he's, he's squirming and flir- flailing all over the place. And then, like, Darby Allen, who's a tiny man, pins him in a very unconvincing fashion and holds him down. It's like, you were just squirming on the floor! So it needed an impact move to follow it. But it, it, the, the thumbtacks looked like they were deep in his back and very painful. It was the scrape. That's, like, the gross bit. Yeah. Like, they weren't just, like, in. They were in and then dragged across his back. See, I always hate when you when, when he's, like, squ- like literally squirming on the floor selling, and then someone pins him, and suddenly he's lies, lying perfectly still. It's like, no! You were you were just moving perfectly well. You could have kicked out. Stop it. Also, like, W, you could have just done your last supper pin. Yeah, he should have done some kind of pin or a coffin drop. They should have followed it up with something. But nonetheless, this match was fine. All right, well, you're ready to talk about a number five contender challenging for a title. You and your broken brain MMA. It's the same thing. People say, people are like, oh, they do that in MMA and boxing as if that vindicates it. People did the same thing when like, uh, when uh, at the start of the year, people who ha- who hadn't wrestled were ranked above people who had. And it's like, they do that in the, the, uh, the basketball rankings too. As if that makes it better. As if somebody else doing something that's stupid also also justifies the fact that this these people are doing something stupid. It's, it's collect the bro broken brainedness as a result of people exposed to other things that are bad yes just don't say the words number five contender if, if tony giovanni just didn't say the words number five contender the standard bearer of continuity professional wrestling defeating ricky starks he'll get a title match next week even but he pinned ricky starks who hasn't won a match on dynamite as well by the way if you're going for quality of wins he won in the main event with brian cage he didn't pin Brian Cage, though, did he? Didn't need to. He still beat Brian Cage. Yeah, and what about Lance Archer? Why isn't he getting a title shot? He, Jake doesn't want to take the Oh, b- yeah, the sure. Look it's at fine. you filling in yeah. your gaps. Look at you hey. telling the story hey. that they're not telling, hey. like you did with MJF hey. earlier. Hey, hey, it's a large tapestry, all right? I can't help it if you don't pick up on the nuances of the story, all okay. right? I don't get... If you're not out there on your Twitters, on your YouTubes, watching every piece of content <laughs> content that's out there to justify these choices all right in order to it understand AEW's story you have to watch hey, dark shut up. you have you to watch being the elite you, you have to watch dynamite time, you have to watch the sir, third show sir, you have to watch sir, all the twitter promos time. you have to sir, watch sammy guevara's blog probably sir, you have to listen to sir, talk is jericho sir, just to understand all of sir, these stories so you had your time never in you have to listen sports. to all of these terrible things <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> uh, the problem is, I knew I didn't want to get into it with you in the DMs because I've already had the conversation. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to bring it up. You brought it up. I was going to move straight on to NXT. It's like, it's stupid. He's number five contender. What's the point of having contendership? Because the number one through four sometimes can't accept the match. What's wrong with Lance Archer? Why wouldn't Brian Cage want a title shot? I'm sure Brody Lee wants Cage a title shot. Cage and Lee... Cage and Lee both lost their ch- title still opportunities. Contenders ranked ahead of Darby Allen. What is the That's rank right now? Works. What is what is the ranking before the title match? 
the new rankings weren't released at the time, I will bet you that Darby is above everyone except for Archer. The, why isn't Archer getting And MJF. Because he doesn't want one. I'm sure he doesn't. He wants it at a later time. Oh, this company is... This you don't think Jake the stupid. Snake has a plan? You do, you're your typical... Typical wrestling fan being like, oh, it doesn't make sense, but I'm going to pretend oh, it makes so sense. So before, I'm a broken-brained MMA's boxing fighting guy, yes. and now I'm the wrestling fan that's buying into it too much. Your, your, your justification of the rankings is flawed Pick on multiple your lane. Pick your lane. No, they're, they're flawed in multiple ways. Listen here, Irish. It's a wow. <laughs> Straight to the racism. <laughs> that's dynamite. I'm sick of them. It's a bad show that's trying to pop a rating every week. Who gives a shit? I'm looking forward to the new... Oh, congratulations, Eddie Kingston. Oh, yeah, that's... that's. A... I hope they actually use him. Because, like, so many people have been signed to just become roster fodder or stuck on Dark. Because <laughs> like, the roster is gigantic. And they have, like, 700 people more than they need. Which results in... for the like, new show, baby. Scorpio Sky disappearing off the television show for months give at a, a time. Give me a big Scorpio Sky Eddie Kingston feud. That'd be fun. That brings us to WWE NXT, which opened with an end is near video package. The end It's very upsetting. The game What's it with? is over. What is with NXT weirdly like leading into old WWE nostalgia? I think it's because they're literally not allowed to do any of it on the main roster. So Triple H is just like, so, I want Great American Bash. I want In Your House. I like that end is, year, end is near song. I want Armageddon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I literally think it's just we're not allowed to acknowledge history at all on the main roster, so we're going to do it while we can on the brand, on the third brand. So let us into our opening contest in which Io Shirai and Tegnox defeated Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae. Io Shirai's just a babyface now. I'm not sure when that happened. Mm. So yeah, Io Shirai, babyface. She's just, she's just a babyface. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's the best they got. <laughs> Might as well make her a face and have her just have good matches with people. But like, then she just pinned Candice LeRae. So it's not like they're establishing contenders for her. They don't care about Candice. They never have. <laughs> they never will. But it's like, haven't they have two decent heels on this brand, both of whom were in this match, Candice LeRae and Dakota Kai. So if you're going to turn Io Shirai babyface, maybe don't pin Candice LeRae. I, I, my guess is maybe they turn... I think they're just going to make Io whatever they need her to be for whatever feud she has without any real rhyme or reason. She faces a face, she'll act like a heel. She faces the heel, she'll act like a face. Like, next week is Rhea Ripley against the God of Kai for no more contendership. So, <laughs> whether Io uh, is a baby a, face or a, a heel cool depends on the result of that match. Yes, she, she dyed her hair. She looks cool. This is her brutality. A decent opening match. I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Moonsault. Uh, I think th- no, th- no. I do have a match of the week, but a lot of wrestling matches this week were just matches, and they were there, and they were all th- like pretty much none of them were bad. They were just all there, and they existed, yeah. and they happened, and they were decent. But I'm never going to think about any of them except maybe one again. I'll never watch any of these matches ever again in my life. Oh God, we got highlights of the Adam Cole on ta- uh, on freaking Pat McAfee's show, and this I I didn't actually see the footage. I saw people reacting to it. I purposefully avoided it because I. I see. I've I like some Pat McAfee stuff because I watched I've watched his like stuff with uh, AFL Australian Rules Football because it's funny. In that it's funny to watch an American go, "What the fuck is this game?" But him in any kind of wrestling scope is the most cringeworthy stuff to me. Especially when they're doing work shoot shit. It's just like it's so like the idea of putting Adam doing an angle of any sort on this show. Is to try and make convert... Adam Cole a whiny bitch too in front of this mainstream audience. 
It's to try and convert people into viewers of NXT. And like this would do the opposite. If I was if I was a listener of the Pat McAfee show and I heard this shit, I'd be like, what is this garbage? If I was a Pat McAfee like guy, right? And I'm just like, oh, I just watched sports, right? And I'm here. I would laugh at this. It's stupid. It's terrible. I, I'd be laughing at it and I'd I'd be making fun of it like with my friends. Like, what? Do you see when they tried to do that stupid wrestling shit? Oh, it's so bad. And like Adam Cole apologized. Again, the shock the system against the culture, the you know, anti-authority uh, undisputed era leader Adam Cole is like, I'm so sorry, I lost my temper on the t- the radio show. Please forgive me, Triple H. Maybe we can make amends. Ugh, it's lame as shit. It's uh, how can you like any of this? I like I I didn't see the as I said I didn't see the footage until I aired highlights of it on NXT and like the freaking Ryan Satin like which may be a work. It's like what is wrong with you? <laughs> but <laughs> if you thought that was real, <laughs> oh, should be having words. But, yeah, terrible. Absolutely awful stuff. Last week, after the triple threat, I was like, I want a Johnny Gargano against uh, Roderick Strong match. And hey, this week on NXT, they gave me a Johnny Gargano against Roderick Strong match. And it was good. It was alright. It was the best thing on either of these shows. It was kind of a, like a... I, the, the most interesting part of this for me was finding out this is only the second time this matchup has ever happened. When was the first time? On NXT. Ah! Couldn't mm. even do a PWG match. Really? Mm. And Gargano has won both times. Oh, Roderick Strong is a jobber. Because literally, as I was watching this match, I was like, oh man, this is like a match that would be 100% better in PWG. Hey, this was a good match, though. It was okay. But it would have been a really good match in PWG. Well, PWG doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, true that. (sighs) All wrestling is dead. Wrestling sucks. (laughs) I don't know. What's the fucking point anymore? There's not even crowds. I'm just going to start talking exclusively about Japanese wrestling because it's the only country that has a crowd just now. Well, New Japan is terrible now too, though. All the wrestling is bad. I'll have you know that it's actually good. Everything is bad. Everything is awful. How does it feel to be out of the golden era for, like, all of wrestling? It's, it's interesting. Like, yeah, New Japan for the longest time... Like, there, there was a long time, like, literally a decade, where you could make a case that maybe the best wrestler in the world right now is IWG's pre-champion at any given time. Yeah. You know, between, between Styles, Tanahashi, Omega, uh, the other guy, Naito, <laughs> and Okada. Uh, between those five, like, at any given time, you can make an argument that maybe not when Jay White was champion yeah. as well. But but the best wrestler in the world uh, was champion for the best part of a decade. And now Evil yeah. is champion. And you're like, it's like Dolph Ziggler winning the belt. Yeah. But, like, not cool Dolph Ziggler when people wanted him to win the belt. Like Dolph Ziggler now. Yeah, we're 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 in the Dolph Ziggler, Jack Swagger, Alberto El Del Rio. We're in that era of New Japan. <laughs> and that's that's uh, gonna have to deal with now. I gotta admit though, there's like a weird sub version of me that's like kind of into. Hey, this is you know how like people always like there's too many gaijins in New Japan. Well, this is kind of what New Japan is without all the gaijins. Yeah, but we still have the gaijin booking. That's the problem. We still have the we have the Bullet Club booking without the Bullet Club. It's like ah, oh. I don't know. I I do think a lot of the like I'm not gonna be a massive like evil defender here. Yeah, well, I think evil and MJF are Liam's favorite wrestlers and Eldest Brother. Um. I do think that a lot of this evil stuff would be coming across a lot better if the crowds were allowed to make actual noise. Mm. I don't think 
I think a lot of... Because it's literally a whole angle based on crowd heat when your crowd isn't allowed to make any heat. Which <laughs> makes it... A, so... But yeah, you could, you could have foreseen... You knew this was going to be the case. Like, just leave the belt on Naito. Do some meaningless defenses. Or just have, like, someone beat him straight up. I think, like... Because, you know, you still... You don't care about, like, giving up the title now, obviously, clearly. So just have, like, Sonata beat him clean for it or something. Try and make an actual star out of it. Instead of this weird middle ground hodgepodge deal. Because, like, like, as much as I loved the e- like Evil's whole transformation, like, I think he looks great. I, th- I He still peeks out as, like, heater for the top guy to me. Mm. Like, he still peeks out as, like, say, like, you know, he's the guy that people beat to get to Jay White. <laughs> Like, that's, that's what his role seems like it should be. And the problem is, that's what his role has still been, literally right up until he just suddenly won the belt. Yeah. But, NXT. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly gave Undisputed Era a big pep talk. He's a like, faux hawk. <laughs> I like Kyle. I miss Kyle. He's a faux hawk. Good. Cool guy. Beard and his faux hawk. Mm. He's firing up Undisputed Era. He's like, we're the best. We run this town. And they're like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> Timothy Thatcher was like, "Yeah, I'm really good at wrestling. I'll never tap out." Oh, uh, they've they've driven the Thatcher like the Thatcher Thatch can thing is like, oh, that's a good pun. And now they say it every second line. I'm like, oh, NXT, you can't let me have anything, can you? <laughs> well, so the problem is, it's like a fucking pun that 25 people will understand. <laughs> Shotzi Blackheart versus Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, Mercedes Martinez looked good. She looked like she looks really good. This match, aggressive, she badass. She's yeah. on top of things. I'm not sure why they've associated her with Robbie E, given that's the case, but... Yeah, because she needed someone to do her paperwork. Uh, okay. <laughs> Come on. You gotta have someone out there, you know, signing the contracts, working out the money deals. Mm. He's a traditional manager. Yeah, she looked really good, and I think uh, and I think the NXT Women's Division badly needs her. Yes. So badly. Oh, Ridge Holland, man. Are you excited for Ridge Holland? Ah. <sighs> Well, like, NXT UK is a fake show. Who could possibly watch it? But what yeah. kind of name is Ridge Holland? <laughs> like, come on! Who the fuck is Ridge Holland? <laughs> he's, a, he's a guy, he played rugby. That's about it. <laughs> he's a rugby player in England. Alright, he's got a diverse and extensive background. <sighs> <laughs> what a show. Keith Lee, actually, no, I liked Keith Lee's. Uh, Keith Lee came out, cut a promo across. I thought Keith Lee's promo here was really good. He really tried to make this interesting. He did. He's like. He also said a cuss word. Yeah, he said bullshit. And Woo! I think he threw an ass in there at once. The stage. Attitude Era is back. Yeah, I thought. I was like, I actually groaned when Grimes. It's like, get Grimes away from this. Get Grimes away from all of this. Take the hat off. Stop doing the. the he's the new Heat Slater on NXT. It's just. Ugh. I'm the one man bam baby. Especially after Keith, like Keith does this big series, and then you're like, and now we'll get, we'll do a little comedy before we have Scarlet come out and cross appear on the wall, because <laughs> Cameron Grimes thinks he's the one contender. What a silly boy. Oh yeah. What a stupid shit. I hate it all. Yeah, Keith Lee's promo, very good. He tried, as you said, he tried so hard to make this. Mean I like something. Keith Lee when he's real serious. I don't like it when his promo voice comes out. Oh yeah, that, yeah. That, that's probably a reason I liked this. That he didn't do his mm. "I am limitless" promos. He, he talked like a person. Yeah, and then we get the, the boys are back. It's been a while. Yes, Imperium uh, defeated Everrise, and this was good because well, it was okay. So, do you want Imperium, all matches on these shows to be two minutes long? Kinda. <laughs> yeah, because Imperium were awesome in this. They were like 
actual, like, they felt like fucking Demolinko ice in their veins killers. <laughs> and then they got their ass kicked. Yeah. Well, four on one. Four or two. Clearly they need a thatch, thatch, canager. They smuggled Walter over the border. <laughs> Imagine if Walter just somehow showed up. But yeah, they, they squashed Ever Ice. It was, it was a squash. I would have said I particularly liked. I, I did think they looked good, but yeah, Undisputed Era come out, beat the living hell out of them, and they're back. Undisputed Era are back, Liam. Whoa! You know what they should do to really show them that they're like they're these cool guys, right? Mm-hmm. So Imperium are in the ring, and they'll come out and they'll start doing crotch chops at them. Oh! And then then yellow slime will fall from the NXT arena, right? And it'll go all over Imperium. But you see, because they're like these serious characters, right? They're going to be so embarrassed by this. And they're going to be getting up and they're going to be slipping all over and falling in it. And on the ramp, the Interpreted Era are all going to be there laughing. They're going to chuck up the UE. And for weeks, Imperium are going to be wearing their Imperium jackets, but they're going to be covered yeah. in orange. Yeah, yellow. <laughs> and then it's going to smell. Uh, in typical NXT fashion, we told you who Bronson Reed is after he won his qualifying match, but... That's better than nothing. Everything is like, this is a line there. It's like, Bronson Lee is now a main event. Like, you know, he's one of the guys here. And it's like, all right, well, let me see him win another match. Because <laughs> he has a good streak of winning one match. Yeah. Losing the next. They're like, we'll talk about this one uh, based on the result of the main event. But they're desperately trying to elevate some of these guys. And it's probably better it not so trying to. It so unearned, though. Yeah. It feels so, like, forced. It's like, look at this new generation of North American title division. It's like, oh, okay. It's probably better than not trying, but certainly does feel forced. It's like, yeah, you know what would have made it not forced if all of these guys in these triple threats that are getting the upsets were like a couple match, a couple wins deep, <laughs> heading into it. Yeah. Not just I lose the carry and cross, and now I win the triple threat with two of the biggest stars in the company. Uh, Isaiah Scott defeated Jake Atlas, setting himself up likely for a title match I against. For, like this match was good and whatever, but I completely forgot that it happened. Santos Escobar, yeah, it was a solid little six minute sprint. Isaiah Scott's probably going to be the next Cruiser title challenger. There you go. But now he has a win to justify that promo that you got mad about. No, I got mad that he was suddenly being like, and now I'm going to challenge for the Cruiser title, which he is. <laughs> yeah, but he got a win now, so now he has at least a reason to challenge for it. No, I, I knew they'd do that. I knew he wouldn't just challenge. I knew they'd justify it. But the idea of, I lost to Johnny Gargano, go me, cruiserweight title time. It's like... Which is funny, because that's exactly the promo that Jake Atlas cut before he faced him. He's like, I went to the limit with Santos Escobar. I'm ready to go. Next week... So, in the main event, right? Oh. So, yeah, we get Rhea Ripley against Dakota Kai, number one contenders match, Damian Priest against Oni Larkin against Ridge Holland, plus Imperium versus Kyle <laughs> Riley and Bobby Fish for the Titan titles. Red Dragon. Red Dragon's back. Yeah, I like, I'm happy Kyle's back on the show. I miss Kyle. Yeah. So, in that little interaction backstage at the start with Undisputed Era, did you kind of get the the hint that they're going to split Cole from the group? Uh, like, uh, like, I think like the, the direction should be a Cole and Kyle feud. Big yeah, future shock. That's what, to me, to me, that's where I think it's going. I think Cole's going to take over as UE leader, and Cole's going to get kick to this curb because like they're all in disarray and then O'Reilly comes in and he becomes like the actual leading figure that unites them to go out there and do something and Cole gets jealous yeah maybe I think because I think right now he's kind of playing along with it I think Kyle I think he Cole should still act like he's a leader and then Kyle should be like alright none of this and then they all just jump him yeah and then at takeover triple x do 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 how could they not have Loki Luke Skipper and Christopher Daniels on takeover triple x or at least Vin Diesel Vin Diesel would rule 
He comes in and the, he comes out, and then the Rock's daughter comes out and beats the shit out of him. Do you remember the Triple X films? I do remember the Triple X films. They were so much better than the Fast. They're like the precursor. Well, actually, they're around the same time as the Fast films, but like they were what the Fast films became at the time when the Fast films were just driving movies. Dexter Loomis defeated the Dexter Loomis choked out yeah. Timothy Thatcher rules. on NXT. Rules. <laughs> the Fuck anyone who liked right. Timothy Thatcher going into this man. <laughs> he got choked out by Sam Shaw. <laughs> and then. To make it even worse, they had Tom Phillips screaming that he submitted him. Yeah. Like, you couldn't have avoided the verbiage. You couldn't have said, oh, yeah, he made him pass out. No, you had to use the terminology, submitted him. And it's, it's worse. When his whole character is submitting people. That, yeah, that, that, like, they have leaned as far into this guy being a shooter, a legitimate submission expert, and he is choked out in the middle of the ring on NXT... By Dexter Loomis. <laughs> Dexter Loomis is going to win that belt. He probably is. Well, it depends who else is in. Maybe, I, I think maybe Damien Priest if Damien Priest gets out of that match next week. But. <laughs> oh boy, these triple threats are rough. <laughs> well, the one last week was good, and this, this one was just. I mean, more this week and next week. Finn Balor is in such a weird place on this show. He means absolutely nothing on this television show. <laughs> Remember how much of a big deal he felt when he returned? Because, like, yeah, there was a video package earlier in the show where they showed, like, his, like just a clip of him hitting that Pele on Johnny Gargano on the ramp. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Or, like, the Pele and then the DT on the ramp. It's like, he was such a big deal in October. <sighs> Have you seen these posts going around on Twitter that are, like, showing the matches that were missed because of COVID? Like what? Like, um, the match graphics of, like, shows that were supposed to happen. There was, like, Bandito and Dragon Lee was supposed to happen. And, like, the big RH6 man that was going to happen. Like, you know, all, all, all these kind of posts, right? Like, stuff that was announced for Mania Weekend. Mm. And um, it just reminded me then that, uh, yeah, we were supposed to get a Walter Bella match. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were built into that for TakeOver UK Ireland, weren't they? <laughs> Which is a contradiction of terms, but go on. What was that? <laughs> NXT TakeOver Dublin. NXT UK TakeOver Dublin. So UK TakeOver Dublin is what you're saying? Yeah, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so you just... Ex- I mean, if they put a poster up and they accidentally cut off that NXT portion of it... NXT UK TakeOver, or UK <laughs> TakeOver... UK, UK TakeOver Dublin. You <laughs> 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 can have a lot of people showing up to that show that don't know what it's about. Showing up for very different reasons, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's funny because Finn Balor finishes the 1916 DDT. <laughs> I was going to say, they should have had it, like, played up the... This is all pre-cancellation. <laughs> all these drugs are pre-everything horrible. No one... We didn't know that anyone's done anything bad yet. And, um, like, Devlin faces... Who would be, like, the British representation <laughs> for the Cruiserweight belt? <sighs> Mark Andrews, that evil well, Englishman. Well, Mark is Welsh, but sure. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Shit! You couldn't even pick one Englishman. Oh, Will Osprey, fuck! <laughs> well, Will Osprey's English, but he's not in the company. Yeah, but he's not. I, I Tyler don't know Bate. anyone. On, yeah, Tyler Bate. He's a perfect representation. Pete Dunne. Uh, well, that's NXT. Oof. What do you think? Yeah. Whatever. Which which show did you prefer this week, Liam? I don't know. I'm just doing the Orange Cassidy gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. probably Dynamite. Still. 
I because uh, I gave out more about Dynamite, I'll give it to NXT, and our poll gives it to AEW with seventy nine yeah. to eight twenty one. So the winner yeah, you is suck it sucked in Garrett, you fucking Vincel. WAW is our winner. Yay, we never lose. What's your match of the week? Mine's Gargano um, and Strong. I think my match of the week. Stop eating things, you turd. I think my match of the week. <laughs> um, the MJF promo. Pick a match. <laughs> I like how you got to the stage. You're like, I don't even want the bit anymore. No, it's just <laughs> ending the podcast. I don't know, man. None of them. <laughs> I don't know. Um, just you can pick the Imperium and Ever Rise match if you want. You yeah, that, that one. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> that one was good. If you would like to vote in the poll every week, you well, can what's your favorite us. one? I said it was Gargano and Strong. I wasn't listening. If you'd like to vote in the poll every week, you can <laughs> follow us on Twitter at WarGamesPod. You can follow me on Twitter at Garrett Kinney. You can try to follow Liam on Twitter at Larrikin if you like Japanese kickboxing or. <laughs> if you're verified, or if Liam yep. knows who you are, those are the three criteria. Or <laughs> if you sponsor the podcast and you're a tobacco company, you can reach out through Liam's DMs. Um, mm-hmm. But we may not actually put your sponsorship on the show. He'll just destroy his lungs for you, I guess. Uh, and take the money. You can listen to everything elite if you'd like more AEW podcast Do coverage it. in your podcasting feed. You can listen to Shake Them Ropes if you would like more. WWE television show coverage in your podcast boo, feed. WWE, boo. Even though Jeff Hawkins is always mean to me on Twitter. <laughs> Thanks Everyone's for listening. mean to you on Twitter, though, to be fair. I deserve it. And bye-bye. I have no ending bit to this bit. Woo.